listening to the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Uh, you are tuned into the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with your host, Sir Colin Campbell here and Gary A. McGowan. We have a special guest dialing into the studio today. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Ben Oostrovelt. Ben, uh, just before we get into Ben, we, here's a word just from our sponsor, um, Hal Alrod. Hey, this is Hal Elrod, author of The Miracle Morning and The Miracle Equation, and I am recording this quick video to let you know I'll be speaking at the Keller Williams Young Professionals event on November 12th in Canada, and uh, I hope to see you there. My message will be more than just The Miracle Morning. This is about how to take your success and when I say your success, I mean your success in literally every single area of your life to a level 10, to the greatest. All right, Hal, that is awesome. Uh, that is awesome. What's going on here? I got things happening in the background. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, here's the really cool thing. Did we did we just lose uh, our guest? I think we might have. Oh, I, I, we can hear him. We can hear yeah, him. Yeah, I'm here. I, I got my picture on your screen. Okay. Good. So we have a mystery voice, my friends, <laughs> mystery voice. And sometimes that's all it takes. So on the show today, we've got our good friend, Ben, who is from all the way from Edmonton. And sometimes we fly in, sometimes <laughs> we use the, the magic of Internet. And at this point, this is when I normally read a bio. But here's what I like about Ben. Ben lives outside the box. There is no box for Ben. Ben created his own box. And I met Ben uh, probably about seven, eight, nine years ago, perhaps. And Ben was always uh, that person that just did things slightly different. I remember when he first got his license, he said to a good friend of our podcast here, Ian Zabel. Yes. Being <laughs> Zabel. A Zabel, man. Being a real estate agent is really easy. Because no agents are willing to do the hard bits. And it's so easy to do the hard bits. And it's, fu it's funny that you say that because um, one of my favorite songs, it's hustle, 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 hard. And it's one of my taglines, and I love it. So, Ben, kudos for even saying that. As agents, we need to hustle. Awesome. I love it. And Ben's got a great track record, and, and we'll get into a lot of different things from how he kind of started in the, in the real estate world, owning, uh, I think, over 100 investment properties, that sort of thing, and uh, all sorts of really cool stuff to becoming one of the top agents in Edmonton, now runs a very successful real estate team there. And that experience has allowed him to, to give back, and he's giving back in, in many different ways. And one of the ways he's doing that is with coaching and um you know, coaching in people's businesses, but really helping people uh, live a better life. Ben, my friend, how are you? Bring him up. And Good, speak. man. Thanks for thanks for letting me on. Can you see me? No, we lost the video feed for you, but we can hear you just fine. So until we get the okay. video back, we'll figure that part out. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, thanks well, for there uh, you are. inviting me to come out, man. This is great. And, and we do have a little history back together. Hey, do you remember when we first met? I do. You ran a little uh, workshop here in Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, and this guy comes out, <laughs> introduces himself, and he goes, "Okay, I gotta go, I gotta go." Comes back, I, gotta like, get, I said, "I gotta get a speaker, I gotta okay. go grab him." He's late. Yeah. Seriously, comes out in, in like the sleaziest salesman we've ever met. <laughs> Pedophile glasses. Oh, that's right. I remember I, I that. Went, I, Hollywood, Hollywood level 
Magnum PI mustache. Remember that? No, Are you did. kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I, I forget. Did that guy have a name? I'm sure he had a name. I did. It was, um, oh, man. I, I still got the suit. My, uh, my I haven't brought him out in a while. I might actually do a speaking event, come out like that one time on a big stage. Like what was his name? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Lemons. Jack Lemons. Jack. I think you're right. Actually, it was Jack it was. Lemons. It was, yeah. and, he, and he's from Detroit. It well, was like, why, why but it was all. It was about. To, it was the, the the point was though about how how um, authenticity and self awareness is critical in business. And when you meet someone that's not self aware, it is uh, repelling, very repelling. So. Well, I beg to differ. That guy was very aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. We have fun. Uh, no, that's that's pretty awesome. Ben, I, I always at this time of the podcast, we always like to ask our guests. You know, give us the one minute bio of yourselves your own words so what does that look like i know you probably are going to need like a 30 minute but uh give us no, give it, us the high yeah, yeah. view okay um the, my backstory has been something i've been trying to work out all my life i lived on the streets for over a year oh actually through a couple of years had a tough childhood went to, to rehab for 365 days straight graduated that um uh, uh, ended up ended up getting into sales and marketing, uh, started dominating in that, sold two and a half million dollars worth of office furniture at Gunner Office Furnishings. My dad taught me some old school sales stuff. Um, just be natural when it comes to selling and marketing. Uh, then I went into read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I said, this is me, man. This is it. I'm like, this is entrepreneur. I didn't know what that meant. And so I just, and then I found out real estate investing. I'm like, this is awesome. I literally, it's insane. I, I quit my job. I was making 150 grand a year selling office desks. And I'm like, let's do this. Like, no, if I was to look back, how absolutely dumb is that? But I did it and bought, I don't know, 40 properties in the 14 months. I had 20 some investors, ended up with 61 in holdings, did a whack of real estate deals. Then uh, kind of a crash hit. We hit the, the tap turned off. All the investors wanted the money. And I'm saying, no, we can't sell <laughs> nothing. You got to wait now. <laughs> that was a, definitely a growing time for me. And uh, it took a while to navigate that. I sold off a bunch of property and and I've got a small portfolio now. I had to, re had to deal with a lot of personal issues all the way through that, being a people pleaser, performance related guy where just always wanted to make everyone happy. And my whole life was just so surrounded by my own personal sabotages and and my own personal insecurities, it just driv drove me and, and uh, had anger issues, all kinds of stuff haunted me all the way through. And uh, started working with Philip McKernan. And you guys know who Philip, he's yeah. been my mentor for years. He's helped me to ask me questions on what do I want in life, which I now ask other people that same question and really helped me be me, give me permission to be me. Uh, I became a real estate agent, be sold, I don't know, 440 grand worth of property, made 440 grand my first calendar year. <laughs> uh, the second year I made 660,000. So in the first, first real 24 months, I was pulling in over a million dollars commissions and I did it without any social media, without anything. And uh, no, no, no big network. I just, I just knew exactly what we needed to do. I thought it was the most ridiculously easy business you've ever seen because most people are doing the same shit. And, uh, so then I, I literally became a real estate agent cause I wanted to coach agents. It wasn't that I wanted to be an agent. It was that I thought, what, how cool would that be to have an agent? start and I knew I would dominate and I don't mean to be cocky. I just knew. And, and I think that what happened was I, uh, I, I convinced 12 agents to pay me monthly. And I said, this will be the only time that anyone can start with me because I'll only do this once. And so if you want to coach with me, I'm going to start from the very, very beginning and I'm going to do it with you. So I did that with 12 people and that's how I started coaching. Now, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm coaching. I've done lots of retreats. I've got a, I've got lots of coaching going on. I started my, but I built my real estate team up to 
I think we're close to seven guys now. We're looking at a couple more. Uh, and, and now we're one of the top teams in all of Western Canada. I think I've sold four properties this year. Uh, but our team's, I don't know, w- well over 120 properties sold this year so far. And uh, and it's good. But our, our, our entire culture and our business is not money-driven. Our goals are driven. We've taken ourselves off all goals. Uh, typical Remax likes to really pump up those those awards. I'm not a big fan of that at all. I, so what we do is we took ourselves on off all the awards and we celebrate building a life paid for by real estate. And I think this is the best business for that. So that's that's what I'm up to coaching a lot. I'm, I'm in between coaching calls right now. We're doing running a retreat in October. Yeah, there's your bio. How's that? Is that Whoa. two minutes maybe? I tried to burn through it. <laughs> okay, so our podcast is done. That's I think awesome. so. Uh, we can <laughs> wrap it up right here. <laughs> <Sorry, guys. laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, there's a lot that you said. There's a lot of uh, great nuggets that, that were uh, mentioned there that I would like to really delve into, dive into, and, and really pull that out and learn more about who you are, how you overcome a lot of those challenges. Right sure. in the beginning, you mentioned that you know you were homeless for uh, a couple of years. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and how does one go from homeless to creating a dynamic real estate business, a coaching business, an investment business? What yeah. happened in your <laughs> mind? What happened there? Um, yeah, man. You know what? I at a, at a young age, I thought had a thought that hit my head. I said, I don't want to be like my fa- my father. Uh, my dad was my dad to this day is a really good guy. He had his own demons. He had his own troubles. He had a really tough childhood. So I don't really blame him for anything. I used to. I used to blame my dad for everything. It it haunted my own life. It was my own cancer. But I have a good relationship with him today. But the thing is, though, the thing is that he was 20 and he had me and he he didn't have a good beginning. So so I got the brunt of a lot of stuff. And at 12, I was kind of this weird thought. I'm like, I don't want to be like him. So it wasn't like, screw you all. It's like, I got to get out of here. Mm. And so I literally stole some money. My dad was a he spoke. He was a pastor uh, it, just for an old folks home. And he'd, he'd take donations and give it to the charity and, so and mission trips. So you're the son of a things. pastor. You're the son of a pastor and you stole <laughs> yeah, the pastor's yeah. money. Yeah, just and I stole all that money, and I got a cab, and I convinced it was twelve, and I convinced the cab to pick me up, and I drove into town and dropped me off, and that was the start of my, my my journey, and just and so I don't know how the heck you go from that, but I, yeah, man, it was it was tough road. I I had to survive. I'd steal steal liquor and bring it to people's houses. I remember remember one night my dad uh, I, I snuck, I, but my dad was my dad didn't want nothing to do with me at this point. I was I turned into a very very wild wild kid like just wild. And so I can understand why they didn't want me there. But I remember one time sneaking into the house at minus like 30 because I had nowhere to sleep. So I snuck into my, my old room and they caught me. Yeah, I was minus 30 and then they threw me out again and I had to figure it out. So I stole some liquor and I figured this shit out. And I think that's kind of transitioned into business. To be honest, this, the stuff that you overcome actually becomes your superpower. And so I could figure shit out and I had to mm. not saying I'd throw my kid out at minus 30. But, but I, it actually caused me to kind of figure it out. I wanted to live. I wanted to do something. But it was just challenge after challenge after challenge. And I think that's what gives me an advantage today. I'm not a victim of it, and I think I own it. So, yeah. yeah I don't know how I don't know how to answer the whole question. But wow. So kind of at that stage, Ben, uh, when you were you know trying to figure out who you are, you know, rebelling in, in some way. Um, what limiting beliefs you had to overcome at that point? 
oh, his, everything was limited. Every thought was limiting. Um, I just thought I talked too much. I thought I wasn't good enough. My dad tried to teach me things that I just tried to make them happy. I couldn't figure it out. So I tried to make everyone else happy around me. So I'd steal cigarettes to give to kids to like me. I'd do whatever I could to get someone to like me. I think that still transitions to most people today who drive Lamborghinis a lot of times. I think that's the same thing still happening. I just trying to work out my shit though. Yeah. And so I think I think that's it, limiting beliefs since I was nothing. I was I was worthless. I, I the the whole faith based. When you have that kind of mentality, then you you look at your faith and you think, oh man, like I just can't can't be good enough. You can't be like God or Jesus. And like every single thing was everywhere in my life was just not good enough. And I had no value. No, and I was never taught that. I was taught as a kid, very extreme style Christianity that says, uh, you don't have any value. You're a sinner and you, you, you're a wretched man. And thank goodness you have Jesus. And so there's this weird side effect to someone that's super insecure. You're just going to live your life. You're just never, never good enough. And you're always broken. And it's just this mentality just went everywhere. I couldn't find, never felt loved. And so the limited mindsets are, are, are were everywhere at that point. Hard to unwind all of that. It takes time. Of course, of course. Uh, what was the biggest lesson during that time that uh, you've learned, you would say? Well, it, it's not even that time. It's the end of the day. I just, my whole belief is this, is that we get, we get handed over all of our beliefs as a kid. Like I would say, if I was born in, in Syria, I'd probably be talking about Allah, but I was born in Canada. And so there's a lot to do with what we've been handed. Uh, in, in Canada we and in the United States, we believe that ownership is above rental. But that's not even that's not even true in some other places. Rental here is looked down upon. So we have all these layers of society, layers of culture, layers of religion, layers of beliefs, our, our background. All of this has to be put on the fire, is my belief. That's just how I broke through. And I think I had so much of what I've been told what to do all my life, but something didn't align in my heart. I'm like, that's not me. But that's what I'm supposed to be. So I must be broken. Because I can't follow it. This must be broken. I must be the problem. And I realized that I wasn't the problem. And I literally metaphorically, I put every one of my beliefs, like even the scary ones, like you risk hell, scary ones. I put it on the fire and I went, whatever burns, whatever, whatever, whatever burns is not mine. And I just laid it on the line and said, I got to figure this out. What if what I believe isn't true on every single level? So now what I do is I ask myself when someone says, hey, you believe this? I say, is that yours? And that's kind of intimidating to someone that doesn't want their beliefs challenged because I say, is that really yours? And how do you know what's yours? See, this is where you find mega successful people because they know what they believe. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of times we follow an adoption style belief versus I own that. I don't mind adopting someone else's belief and making it my own. I'm cool with that, but I'm going to know it's mine. So the biggest lesson hands down is you got to know what you believe and know it's yours because you can't be you can't be shaken at that point. Yeah, I love that. That's uh, we have a program for our new agents here at our brokers called Ignite, and we run through some of that same stuff right at the beginning, Ben. And mm. uh, I share the story of my why, and it took me uh, into my real estate career and being a realtor. It probably took me seven of my eight years, perhaps, to realize mm. I was living somebody else's why. Wow! Right? Yeah, and man. it was That's it was beautiful. Still, yeah, it, it was rewarding, but it wasn't rewarding enough. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It yeah, yeah, just never. Yeah, totally. That, that you know, the glass was always half full. Now it's full because yeah. of what we get to do now. So that, I'm, that's interesting you brought that up. I'm glad you did bring that up for sure. That's beautiful. So you're, you're a guy that obviously as people are listening and watching this, uh, you, you wear your feelings on your sleeve, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, the sense. way I like to put it, the way I like to put it is this. Who I am in private is who I am in public. Cool. 
And so I think wearing your feelings on your sleeve is, is slightly inaccurate in a sense of just being me. Fair enough. Yeah. So a lot of people are emotionally that way, right? They'll be like, oh, yeah, this is how, like, I'm like, this is me. Like, so if that's what it looks like, awesome. I'm good with it. But at the end of the day, if I'm who I am in private and who I'm in public, I don't got to worry about nothing. But that comes down to uh, a level of confidence and maturity that most people are not at. Where you is, this is my true and authentic self. Right. And I think I, I think it's it's that they're not willing to do what it takes to find confidence. And so and I don't believe they allowed themselves to be challenged in the areas that they don't want anyone to challenge. Like if you just ask yourself, when is the last time? Like if you there's got to be something in all of our lives that it would cause us to react defensively. Right. Defensively. Mm-hmm. Well, there's your first clue. Why are you defending something that doesn't need to I don't need to be defended. I know who I am. So those are areas I like to dig down into when I'm doing coaching because it affects your business, affects your real estate, affects every single thing. Like if you can really know who you are, you become a magnet. Like to like you really become attractive. And when you're, I'd start with looking at where you're defensive, and then that's where people aren't willing to look at that, right? You got to be willing to look at that, and then you got to overcome it. You got to put it down. You got to be real about it, and put yourself in situations that you have to overcome. Love it. I like the way he's dropping some bombs here. It's like school us, school us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, we need one of these. Well, that's wicked. I got to get one of those. Yeah, you do. (laughs) That's the only reason why we run this podcast. Yeah, Yeah, little horns. Um, No, I I love it. And and from knowing you and and watching what you put on social media and everything like that, like there's many people out, out there that have a message of, you know, this is how great we are. This is how great my team is. This is this is great, yeah. great, great, great. And I, I know just by watching you from afar, like we're, we're on two ends of the country almost. Um, yeah. You are always delivering amazing information on how to not better your business, but how to better yourself. Yourself. Which yeah. in turn is going to yeah. better your business and everything else. Like we, we get the ripple it, effect. But 100%. Like, so my question like that's is that's agent from within, right? Like, I think there's a lot of training out there. Beautiful tactical. You're a great trainer, by the way. I watch what you do. I just want to give you props, man. Like if I was training, I'd probably call you. Like, I'm not joking. I think anyone needs to be able to jump into a, like a good trainer, like for real. Like, I, I think you've got depth as well. And just want to give you props. I don't give many people props to be honest, but, but that I, I love what you're doing. I really do. And, uh, I think, I think you're a hundred percent right. I think when it comes down to it, if, if you have, like, if you think about it, we always try to build the best businesses, right? Like our, we're obsessed about systems and business and marketing. And, and I look at that as having the, the best set of golf clubs in the world. <laughs> but if you don't know how to freaking golf, <laughs> you can have the best business in the world and it's not going to win. But now let's take Tiger Woods. Give him the shittiest golf clubs you can find. Go to Value Village, get them half busted, and, and one of them's a shovel. He will kick your ass at golf. Yeah. So the yeah. trick is this. You want to hack? Develop yourself and then any business you can succeed at. Then you can have a broken real estate business and still succeed. Do you understand? Like it's not the actual business. It's the person running the business. That's, it's like for so long I've been insecure for even a few years back because it's hard to communicate that with people who want to know how to become very rich. And it's like, oh, let's work on your confidence. Yay. Like, let's do the woo-woo stuff. And not talking. I'm talking this is really practical. Like, if you have self-sabotage, you're scared of rejection. You you can't. You go to a, a listing presentation, and you don't own your moment. Hmm. You're done. I'll own my moment. I'm going to be more me than you, and I win. 
Yep. So we, we work on like statistical data. What's our presentation look like? It doesn't matter. You get. Did you lose him? And it'll come back on. It'll catch up in a second here. He'll come back in. And, and what I and what I know where he's going is. It doesn't matter how great Give you're me making. a napkin. I win. Look at it. He's still going. We lost you. We lost you for a little bit there, Ben. And I, I think what you just said. And what I was trying to summarize, it doesn't matter. Are we matter. back? I, yeah, yeah. I was hearing you the whole time. I know, man. I can tell you're passionate about it. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Just see if my check my connection here. Just one second. Okay, so I'll yeah, fill in. I'll fill in the air. Just um, so I can reconnect. Cool, cool, cool. Our our material can be a ten out of ten, a, a ten, a, you know, a twenty out of ten. But if you're not delivering that information or that content from from like your heart, there we are. And there we are. You're back. Yes. Yeah. And if you're not delivering that content from who you are, that it, you're not going to get any. Even further into that, you don't believe in what you're delivering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that. Let's get yes. to summarize that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Holy yeah. There we are, Ben. I think we got oh, a better, better connection. quality, better connection hey, right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we, now we got it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, back. we're back. We're back. We were just trying to summarize what you were saying. So hopefully we nailed it. And I, you know what? We I know we did because we, we did. have confidence in what we're saying. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that's why scripture scripts are hard to teach. Like you have to teach a script that someone's gonna believe in. Is so if you're teaching scripts, which they can work, right? Like I've got a thank you card script that simply says, Hey, thank you for the opportunity of let me see your house. The one thing in this business that I've learned is trust is always earned and not always freely given. And I just want to say, I hope to earn your trust as a real estate agent. There's a lot of goodness in there. Like, I understand that we have to build trust. I understand that I'm experienced in this business. It's a good script, and I think everyone could use it. But if you don't believe that that script's something that you can really believe in, then you can't use it because yeah. it will feel unauthentic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. And we're going to go all over the place here. But, um, you know, I, we said right off the top that you created your own box per se with when it, especially when it comes to being uh, a business owner and a realtor um, yeah. are, do you are you teaching your agent scripts or what does that look like because I, I, I absolutely yeah depends on where they're at right so if they're brand new i want to break down all the fundamentals to very 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 simple things because i find i try to hack it like i think execution is the number one thing we need to focus on when training an agent execution okay like if you're if you're shitty at door knocking, but there's there's and but, but one guy's still learning how to do it, and the other guy's door knocking, who's gonna win? Mm -hmm. So the, it's the actions that I need to create a system that people actually do it. So that's the first thing as a coach and a mentor, and I gotta go into their head and their heart. Why aren't you doing it? So so there's the big thing. But the thing is is this fundamentals are very simple. The way I started in business, I tracked asks. <laughs> how many times did I ask for business? How many times did I follow up? And then I added one is how many times I create an action promise because a relationship takes two, three, four, five steps. It's not like the first time we meet, we're on this show. It's just years ago, Gary, we met. Yeah. And now today I'm just on your show. This is relationships. This is how it goes. So we, we have to create action promises to develop trust as agents to get to the next opportunity to build the next part of the relationship. So th that's why I create an action. I'll make up any shit. I'm telling you like, hey, let me hey, I'll grab that for you. Hey, you want me to get that for you? Because once I actually do something that I say I'm going to do, I've developed trust with that stranger. So if you, you need to ask for business, you need to be following up. Following up's the thing. Like you could just follow teach follow up and these people would double their income just on follow up alone. Yes. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it literally could so I want to simplify it so people can execute. Right? So if you're just starting out, 
no website, no, I didn't have a website. I didn't have a business card for about five, six weeks because I was a waste of time. I didn't have any social media accounts. It was a waste of time. And I sold five properties my first month. Wow. So, wow. so you think about that, right? Like you don't need it. Those are very supportive because we got to look at it at the beginning. You need to be a salesman. You don't need to be a marketer. A marketer is an 18 month play. Social media is an 18 month play. Like buying a bus bench, 18 month play. So the problem is when they start, that's all they do. They go into all, and then they start mailing out neighborhoods in 18 month play. Yep. So the only thing that works is like, dude, do you need to buy a house? Let me help you. Like somehow the business has to be built. So that's the starting agent. Now the guy that's got too busy, let's say the guy that's got two or 300 grand and he's rocking, he's got no client list. Okay. <laughs> he's got no organization, but he's a hustler. Okay. These guys burn out. They go hard, burn out, hard, burn out. They don't know they're control freaks. They're disorganized, but they're extremely good with people. So this person, the first thing I need to do is get them to hire an assistant. Yep. Like instantly they have to, but not a full-time assistant. How about like four hours a day? How about one hour a day? I have to get them to break through the mental block and having someone work for them because the overwhelming thought is ridiculous for people for that. But you can hire someone for an hour a day to do one task. So I try to teach them how to do project hiring versus hiring an assistant. So I, again, it's about hacking the execution. So hiring an assistant is the way to go, but they're not going to do it. So now how do I teach them? I say this, get someone to be a feedback manager. I've only got five listings. Well, I guess it's going to be cheap. <laughs> Great. So now what we need to do, because once they hack that, like I just did a podcast with Peter, uh, um, Pete, what the heck, Peter Estevan. I just launched it on my, on my podcast from within and it talks about his whole story. He's exactly this guy, about how he had to hire an assistant. He wouldn't do it for two years. Now he has like 300, 400 bucks a month and she does all the paperwork, does all his feedback and he's a completely different person. So that, that changes everything. You got to become a business owner versus a worker. A business owner outsources cheap things that you don't have to do. The business owner builds a business to serve the life they want, but that conversation is not even happening in real estate. Like, well, how, what, how many deals do you want to do? That's not the question. What life do you want? Yes. Yeah, that's the question. Now let's, yes, now let's build it. a life. <laughs> let's it. find out. You, you might only need 80 grand. Yeah. So why are we doing all this other stuff? And that's, the, that's what I'm on a mission for. I'm going to help people build the life paid for by real estate that way. But that's, that's, a, few, that's a few things we teach in, in the academy. There's all kinds of stuff, but everything has psychology mixed in. Everything has personal development mixed all the way through. That it has to. You can't develop a business without developing the person running it. Yeah, you, you, you know, as I'm listening to you, I just wish you were passionate about it. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm not even started. Yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> now, with the, you were talking <laughs> about, uh... I used to be insecure about that. That's the thing, guys. Think about this, okay? I used to be insecure about being hyper. I used to be insecure about always wanting to hear my own voice and talk. And and the end of the day, I realized that's my fucking gift. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's my gift. We allowed to swear? We just did. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I, that I, was I, tapping in. No, I, I was jump, getting jump in, in for a second. I remember being, I don't know if, it might have been in that training session we talked about at the top of the show, where it was about six or seven years ago, maybe longer. But I remember you telling a story somewhere along your journey that you were that hyper kid. We all have, yeah. we, we were either that kid or it was our brother or sister, right? We all, we've all experienced that. Yeah. And, uh, I, I remember you saying to to us as uh, in the group, like it was a it was, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, it it imposed a ceiling on you whether you knew it or not. Mm -hmm. Like Ben, be quiet. Ben, be quiet. Yeah. Ben, be quiet. Yeah. Ben, be quiet. And you told that story from your perspective on how now all mm -hmm. of a sudden you created this insecurity of, about being too loud or being or talking too much, yeah. too much energy, all that kind of yeah. all this energy. 
And I thought to myself, Ben, because of you, like I, I never want to say that to my kids. Now we do, but awesome, dude. That, but that gives me I mean? shivers, man. That's what it's about. Yeah, because now all of a sudden, you know, I have a daughter that she is mm-hmm. loud and everything, but it, it that's her Let her be, man. Right? Let her be. I, I got to remind myself of that. Oh, now. Gary, they just made my day, man. Cool. I okay. love that. Done. There's nothing. There's nothing better than making an impact on someone's family. Yeah. Yeah. It's my cool. core. That's the core. That's everything. I, everything I want to do. Like that's what's important. That's mm. like like that's what's important. Like to connect families and connect yourself and like your kids. Like that's amazing, man. That's amazing that your kid. That means. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um, we still got you there, Ben? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. The, yeah. Cu- the audio cut right at the end there. That's all good. Now, you were talking about uh, the industry and coaching. Uh, coaching. What is the next gap that you're seeing in the industry? Because as a you know successful agent, uh, as a successful coach, as a successful business owner, what are the gaps or the next gap that you're seeing in the industry? I think social media is causing trouble. Not social media, lead gen, sorry. Lead gen's causing, causing trouble. I think lead gen is important. I have lead gen, but the, the importance I put on it is maybe we get 20 deals a year. Some guys are going all in on lead gen. The problem is, is that it's an old school sales funnel, right? So what the problem is that there's only a certain amount of leads. The more money you pay, the more money you get. I think, I think we need to be, oh, did we freeze? No, 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 we're hearing you loud and clear. Okay, you froze this time. We're all taking turns here. (laughs) What I'm saying, though, is this is something that I haven't talked about, is that I truly believe we need to seriously look at our businesses and don't go all in on lead gen. I think it's a mistake. I think if we just go lead gen, you're going to be so busy making phone calls and chasing leads that you won't blow the client's client's mind. You won't build your list. You won't build a business. It's a very dominating thing for a team as well. So I'm for it, okay? Don't get me wrong. But I I think we need to be prepared that this gets watered down becomes the new spam. Hmm. And I think the society is getting to know the tactics, the little the little funnels they get caught in. They know they know these things. So I feel like something will I think if we're going to be smart, we need to get back to real building blowing the client's mind, building a referral base as fast as we can. Lead gen's great for getting the client, but after that is where everything begins and that's a lot of times where people end. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing now for your clients uh, to your current clients to blow them out of the water so that you have that repeat and referral business? Uh, extreme thoughtfulness. So if you had to just extreme thoughtfulness. So what we want to do is along the steps, there's everything. There's, there's, there's um, like, for example, let's just do it this way. If we wanted to buy a closing gift, it's a real hot topic. If you go on all the different forums and everything, like, what should I give my gift? I'm like, they missed it. They completely missed the mark. If you have to ask, Learn what do I clients. get my gift from, what do I get for a closing for a gift at the time of closing? You've completely missed the mark. Now, if you think the day that you meet someone, how am I going to blow their mind with their closing gift? What happens to your conversation with those people? It turns like this. Hey, what do you do for fun? Yes. Oh, no way. My kid loves Lego too. Do you like cigars? It turns into a different conversation if you're hunting on find to find something that gives an emotional reaction at closing the day you meet someone. Love it. Love it. I like that we went from kids to cigars in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only Ben can do that. You should be smoking <laughs> cigars right now. That's what you should be doing. <laughs> hey, All right. We're at the top of the hour. And Gary? Yeah, so we do something kind of fun here where we do rapid-fire questions, my friend. Bring so it. I'm going to ask you random questions. You're going to give me a yes or no or the appropriate one or two-word answer. Is you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, would you rather be texting or talking? Talking. Talking. Favorite season? 
Don't like say hockey all. season. I like them all. Like them all. Okay, okay. Uh, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? Yes, they need to stand up for what they believe. Kill the crackers. Kill the crackers. <laughs> <laughs> for, first celebrity crush. Uh, a mini driver. What? What? Remember mini driver? Oh, yes. I went to the car. I don't know. I, yeah, I went to the car, too. <laughs> the, no, no, there's a show called Return to Me. She was in it. I thought oh, okay. that was awesome. Yeah. Okay. I was not know how old I was, 12. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Absolutely. I'm a double dipper. Yeah, you, you still are. look. Yeah. Turn your head. <laughs> yeah, turn your head. You're the first person that said yes, and I love it. No, no. First <laughs> person. you know why? Everyone else are liars. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> everyone double dips. That's for, like, there are some. That's where I was going. <laughs> turn your head. Uh, name one of the seven dwarfs. I don't know. Grumpy. Grumpy. Wow. I, have we had Grumpy that yet? That seems like a real psychological test. I yeah. just thought, I'm like, what I say right now, <laughs> I'm getting judged. It was either sleepy or grumpy. I'm like, that's both right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always tell people afterwards, and you set me up, don't read into any of the answers here. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, would you rather big dog or a small dog? Big dog. Big dog. What's, um, what superpower would you like to have? I don't know. It scares me, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like, I, to be bluntly honest, I think I have my superpowers. I, hey I, now. I, I can. I, I truly believe I can see who people, people really are. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Uh, would you rather cake or pie? Ooh, ice cream cake. All right. And the last question of our rapid fire session is: The Godfather or Star Wars? Oh, that's tough. I go Star Wars. Star Wars. Really? There you go. Boom, wow. boom, boom. All right. You saw me as the Godfather, didn't you? you yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was too young, to be honest. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's put it out there on the table. I've only watched that for the first time within yeah. the last year. What, Godfather? I, Godfather. I, I actually think I don't see I've never seen it, I don't think. Yeah, it was one of those weekends where it was just me. Where have like, you guys been? Yeah, I've seen Scarface. That okay. was cool. Scarface, yeah. Yes, yeah. Scarface was good. I'd seen Casino. Remember that guy kills him, kills that guy with a pen? Yeah. That was pretty intense. Yeah, that was. That was. Yeah. But uh, Star Wars, we'll go Star Wars. Yeah. Because okay. that one's classic. The original I trilogy like that. or the second fun. or that's third that's trilogy? Little, I like that middle of the show doing a doing a rapid fire. I like that. Nice, nicely done. Spite, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you mentioned in in our rapid fire, you mentioned your superpower. You know, mm -hmm. being able to see uh, see who people really are. Tell us a little bit more about that. And you know, when did you realize that were your that was your superpower? And how does one tap into their superpower? I think I think the, the the ultimate is you have to be yourself unapologetically. You have to, like you have to. Like if you're out with friends and then no, and everyone's wanting pizza and you don't want it, say you don't want pizza. Like take those chances. Let people down. You have to. You'll never find yourself until you stand on who you are, and that means you might have to lose some relationships along the way. It's just part of the process, and no one's willing to do it. They want it all. And I think the, I can see people, man. I don't know if it's because I've lived a crazy life and it, maybe I understand psychology, maybe it's, but there's something inside me, man, that I know. They just, I met a guy the other day and he was looking at coaching. I was, it was his dad, I, his son is coaching with me and his dad is there and I, I read his mail, man. I just sat down and said, this is where you're at. And almost got tears in his eyes. And it's not, I'm not here to be like, oh yeah, it's just like, it's just part of the process. Like I can just see you. I think what happens is that we get out, get out of our own way. You can see people too, guys. 
You just got to get out of your head. You got to get out of your own way. You got to risk everything. Then you start living. And I think, I think what it is, is my, my deep core is like, I can, like, I want to pull something out of you guys. Like even right now I could feel it. And it's like, it's like, I can, you know what I mean? Like I call people out, people take it maybe the wrong way, but I'm calling the best of you out. Yeah. I'm giving permission for you to just be you, man. Just like, I'm going to, and I'll be the guy that takes the hits all day. You can, you can watch, man. People judge me. People take it out on me a lot of times, but I'm doing that for everyone else because you know what? If they can see that I can come through, if they can see that I can, I can be Ben no matter what, no matter how dumb it looks, maybe they will be able to stand up and be themselves. And that's honestly, now it's been doing this for a while. Man, I've seen a lot of people change. Lots of people break through. And what's weird is, is that their incomes all go up. It's the craziest side effect of personal growth, to be honest. But it's you making that stand for their greatness and you seeing the greatness within them, even though they might not see it. Oh, for sure. For sure. I just want them to be them. I never tell anyone what to do, ever, ever. I'm like, is that yours? Then why are you doing that? You know, hey, they'll, they'll, give me, they'll give me a solution or something. I'll say, you don't believe that. And they're like, it's hard. Like, if you, like, I always think I need permission to coach people. I don't just walk up to people and do that. But the thing is, when I have permission, they let me and I call them out. I'm like, that's, you're just telling yourself a story. That's not even true what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, ah. And it's almost like, you see me, <laughs> which is what they desperately want, guys. Yeah. See, they don't want to be seen, but they desperately want to be seen. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. Now, how does one discover their superpower? I think just be you, man. And I think here's the answer. Don't look for a superpower. There's step one. Mm. Don't like, what are we looking for superpowers for? Just be yourself. Like that, that is the superpower. Mm. It's like, it, that is the superpower. Be you. Because what happens is you be, if you can be authentically, you become extremely attractive. Your energy comes. It's, it's crazy. Like I dream of walking in a room and the entire energy raises and they, no one even knows what happens. Like it just, I think that can happen. I don't know if that's too crazy, but that's what I'm thinking. It's be you, in. but it all it all comes from just be you. Yeah, tapping into your true core and why you're here. Hundred percent. Like I think it's it's the real version of us. It's it's it is tied into some like I don't I'm not a religious guy anymore at all, but I think there's some kind of like source, there's some kind of connection we have that's extremely real to me. And I don't sit there and be like, This is Ben. I say I feel like I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a tool in a way. Like I'm just on a mission to like it just kind of a weird I don't own it. I, it's me. It's me, but it's not. Yeah. It's confusing. Okay. I just roll with it. I don't I don't get too high. I don't get too low. It's mm-hmm. just what it is. Okay. Now, as a coach, uh, who is your coach? Um, I have had Philip McKernan as my mentor for years. Yeah. I've had other people come and go into my life. Philip has been instrumental for, like, I was just sent him a note. It's like, man, like, everything that happens, I go back to, like, man, I remember the day that I, I, uh, I met him. I was at. He was. He was on his own journey. He was actually teaching how to do sales. It was the weirdest thing because if you ever meet him now, it's not what he does. Hmm. But he. I did an. I did an. He says, "Who who has the elevator speech or something like?" Actually, the, the real story, guys, goes like this. I was super religious. My 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 cash flow consultants business, everything was coming down. Everything's. Everything. I've got all the the crash was happening. So I literally turned to God, and that was my only way I knew how to do things at the time. So I fasted and prayed for thirty days. Okay. So by the way, just being me, this is how it works. And so I I might as well just tell you the truth. So what happened was I go to this conference on how to do RSP investing because I needed some help. I like the economy's crashing. No one's investing anymore. I need some help. And I knew I was out of line and I thought, okay, so I went there and next thing you know, Philip says he's a guest speaker for like a 10 minute slot and he's teaching colors personality. And he stands up and goes, Hey, who, who would want to do a 
personality. No, so who wants to do an elevator speech? And I was super cocky. Oh my god, I got this. Yeah. So, anyways, he goes, the winner gets a hundred bucks or something or a thousand dollars or or whatever he said. And uh, anyways, I stood up. I was I realized I was so insecure. I shook it off. I just butchered the whole thing. I was sitting there totally embarrassed. And what happened was I sat down. This was at the end of my fast, and I'm just kind of like literally praying for help. And next thing you know, uh, like there's about 10 other people. Philip butchered me. He's like, oh, you're going to take people's money, eh? And he kind of just kind of mocks me, and I'm just sat down, <laughs> and I'm like – and, then, and uh, it, it was all in fun. But the thing is he, he, uh, he says, okay, the winner is you. And he gives this ticket to me, and he says, this is a free ticket to come to my base camp in Vancouver. And I really believe that was kind of like God, the universe, just giving me my ticket. And I went there, and I remember him one very, very clear thought. He goes, don't you ever put your investors, don't put, don't put me on a pedestal. And it was the very first time I've ever heard that, like don't put people on a pedestal because if you put people on a pedestal, that just means you're less than them. Hmm. And I put everybody on pedestal, everybody. And it was the starting point for an eight-year journey with Philip, helping me unwind and find who I am. It really was a spark for me. And so, so now I've, I've completely taken it on, and I coach people in the same way now. Okay. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I remember Philip's early journey where uh, – Yeah, I bet he, you do. Yeah, he would he – would, I've seen him in a room do that at the very beginning, and it, it's pretty phenomenal. Everything from – uh, self-confidence to are you saying the right delivering the right message yeah right and yeah, uh, yeah that's pr pretty cool and, and and we all know people within these circles that have taken his coaching and and used him as a mentor in fact and and have done yeah. some pretty amazing things you know mm. people like yourself the ian yes. Zabel, yes. Uh, Zabel. There's, there's a lot of really cool things that he's developing yeah, he challenges the living crap out of him, yeah. and that's what he does. He really does. Yeah, that, that's pretty so. wild. So tur turn that into, okay, so that's how you're coaching now. Uh, how yeah. are you challenging your clients or your the agents that work for you? Like, what What is some of their biggest hurdles, and how are you challenging them on that? Yeah, that's, that's really good. I think execution is always the hurdle, and they, I have to figure out why they're not executing and come up with a solution that helps them execute. Like, if you want to look at it really practical, like, the other, the other side of the, the challenges are people that don't know how to hire an assistant. They treat it like a worker's job. They treat it like an employee. They need to treat it like a business. It, it's, it's a real business. That's a huge problem. So when I, when I challenge them, I challenge them is hire an assistant. Like you can't just keep doing this. And then I, I find a motivation though. Like why are you in business? The number one thing, why are you even doing this? Like, oh, I do it for my family. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's how coaching goes. If you were, you'd be hiring an assistant. <laughs> like, like, and, and those are the challenging moments. Like even just today, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. I had a guy in, in Montreal, I was coaching and what happened was, uh, we did a buyer's mail out and he got 40 CMA leads. Okay. We won't go into that strategy right now, but the thing <laughs> is he got 40 CMA leads. He sent out 16 flyers and just the way we did it, it worked. So I jumped on his coaching call cause he shared that with me. It was two weeks later it was our coaching call. I jumped on and I go, Dennis, tell me, man, what do you get? This is crazy. And he's like, I'm like, how many, how many did you get? How many? deals did you get and he says oh i didn't get any i haven't called them yet I'm like what the what the frick he paid all this money he's put the execution done he did everything but he won't make the phone call so i said okay here's how we're going to do this coaching session i'm i'm done uh you're going to call me uh, so i'm going to call you back in 20 minutes and all you're going to do is call these people bye click uh, nice i don't do that to everyone but I, he had to he had to have a little shock so call him back he's like i got four cma appointments so 
So the thing is, giving the solution and the answers and the tactics is very easy. It's called Google. Like, if you want new tactics, people are funny. They always want new tactics. I'm like, why don't you just YouTube. do one? Yeah. Just freaking do one. Every single thing works in this business. Everything. It's just how good and does it fit you. Yeah. So that's why it's so hard to figure out what should I do. I'm like, there's a thousand things. Yeah. Go door knock. Do calls. Do lead gen. Do mail outs. Go talk to a hockey team. Go. Like, there's a there's hundred things to do. And just why are that I have to hack why they're not doing it. And, and does it come back down to a lot of it, just the, the fear of rejection? Is that, is that what it comes down to? Or is there a, a few things, few elements to that? Yeah, no, I think I think it's they need a win, okay? So, yes, you're right. It always comes down to all the personal stuff. But, like, let's look at a practical thing, okay? So let's see how do we move them forward. So I'm thinking obsessively of how do I move them forward. Well, you need to realize how the brain works. The brain gives historical data to predict your future. Well, the brain doesn't work with you until you take a step of faith and you find a win. Now the brain goes, oh, when you do that, you get a win. Because at first the brain's going, let's just use door knocking, okay? Yeah, okay, door knocking, oh my goodness, what am I going to say? You know, the brain is giving you all this data of every other time that bad things have happened. No one's going to talk to you. You're interrupting. I hate when door knockers come to my door. And the brain is working against you. You have to shut that down. you got to go knock 10 doors. You need to get a listing and you need to get a win. Then let's see what your brain says to you. So when I'm coaching someone, sometimes it's a micro win so I can get the brain new data. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. For sure. We, we're, we're wired that way though, right? Like 100%. ever since we were, we were toddlers or younger, we, we want that instant gratification on, yeah, you did great, you did great, where, you know, in the real world, that doesn't always happen, <laughs> right? And, and we got to be okay with that. 100%. Like the problem is that we look short game in real estate when this game is so easy if we look long game. Because if you think about it, if we kept our clients for 10 years and never lost a client, you will never prospect again in your life. Yeah. That's the whole basis of my entire academy. It's let's go 10 years and let's keep all your clients that you get and we'll live off referrals. Yeah. There's our retirement plan. You know how many guys I'm coaching that are 20 years in the business? Really? And I'm like, yeah. where's your list? This is not, this is normal. This is everyone. I can almost say every single person. Like, and, unless you're one of those guys that are crazy good at systems, but then they're not selling. They've got amazing systems, totally organized, but they're not actually calling anybody. Yeah. But so, so I think we need to focus on real estate as a 10 year uh, retirement plan and keep every, and you have to realize every single client you have to keep. Now that's gotta be our obsession because the long game you will win yes. no matter how good you are. Yes. But why not live off 20 to 50 deals a year on retirement? You don't have to sell nothing. You just take care of your base. Yep. So t talk to us about how you're winning some of those clients for life. And I'm going to lead you sure. up with this. Um, you talked earlier about gifts and, and in the first, you know, first meeting with them, you should know or you should start that conversation start or process, what that yeah. gift or, or how you're going to give back. I shouldn't say gift. How are you going to give back to that client? And you've done some pretty funny, I'll call yeah. it funny, and obscure stuff. <laughs> and you got me thinking out of the box to like, now I've done weird things like um, – Hey, tomorrow morning, you're renovating your house. There's going to be a 40-yard bin in your driveway tomorrow morning. Don't Love worry that. about it. I got it. It's all good. But you've done some really cool things. So he took it to Hollywood. He took it to Hollywood. Yeah. What's that? What I, well, <laughs> running the red carpet. So this is something I, uh, I stole from a builder that didn't execute it very well at all. It was brutal. They literally had a red carpet for my client when the very beginning of my real estate career, and they just walked in. I had champagne. I had gifts i had everything and they just had this carpet that we walked up i'm like 
I'm taking this and I'm going 10x that sucker. <laughs> and so I got the stanchions. I got the. I actually went to a place that was like $80 used. And that sucker I still use today. It's pretty gross looking. I should probably get a new one. But <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I, my team's rolling it out now. But all my team members have red carpets because what happens is, is this: the goal is at closing. This is how you grade your gift. Is at closing. Do they say these are the things we're looking at? Say a friend is there, and the friend goes, "Oh, my real estate agent didn't do that." Now you're winning. Okay, so we're looking for that, and we're also looking for them. What is going to cause them? to brag to everyone about your gift. So if I give her a gift basket, is she gonna call her friend? Yeah. Like, you're not gonna believe what this guy did. That's the level we're looking for. So mm -hmm. I've done everything from cat litter. Cat litter was my favorite. Litter, and I literally I like did it. it so I could tell stories like this. Is as, 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 uh, we joking around about cat litter? Of course she had the red carpet, but I get out of my car, I got these two cat litter boxes. And she says, and I said, cause we were talking and joking around about cats and this is the best litters from Costco. and. Her housewarming gift was 14 bucks worth of cat litter. And it was a huge hit. Now she can tell everyone, my, my, my real estate agent bought me cat litter, and it's a joke. Yeah, I love so it. So I'll give you a technique, though, one to give away here is that what we want to do is think of the psychology, too, because if you're thinking about everything has to be about the conversation that's happening behind your back, if you can run your entire business and that's your base, like you, that is, that's the rule of thumb. What am I doing and what is it? what conversation is it creating? And is it creating something that they're going to aggressively brag about? So what I – so – and so um, what we do is this, the red carpet is the most powerful thing. Like they freak out, they completely freak out and it's really good. But I thought, how do I keep that freak out going? Then I thought, what's the conversation? So I'm showing you how you think things through. The conversation is great real estate agent. They tell everyone, but what happens after about two to three months, once they get their keys, the conversation around their new house changes, mm -hmm. changes to Johnny's got soccer talks about holidays coming up. Hey, your new house, your new house, right? That's now dying out. So I want to recharge it. So what we do is we take the picture of them standing in front on the red carpet, not us. You do not branding is so stupid. Let the conversation be your brand. You don't need to put a fridge magnet on their fridge, put them on their fridge with them standing on the red carpet, your phone numbers on the back side so they can pull it off the fridge. You send that three months after your close. Because you send it three months after you close, it re revises all those conversations. Then it goes on the fridge, and again, it doesn't have our name on it, has nothing except them standing in front of the house on the red carpet. Do you know why? Because when people come over, they're going to go, hey, what's that? That's but if awesome. But if you put your name on it, they will not say that. Yes. So yes. I'm literally obsessed about how do we generate the conversation that creates the referrals. And that was, by the way, a $2.5 strategy. Uh, it's brilliant. I while you were chatting there, I went and grabbed one of your photos of your clients. So hopefully they don't mind. But they're on the live feed here and I, of a picture of them on the red carpet, and, and it's brilliant. Yeah. Like, and it, but I like cheap too, by the way. I like cheap. Look how cheap that is, because you got to be creative with cheap. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. No, this is in the middle of winter too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, roll that out. It's rain, rain or shine, man. That's right. coming out. And here's one tip. The one question is like, what do I do when they show up early? I'm like, oh, this is what you do. You just hold on, and now you start bringing like Jack Lemon style energy. Like, just wait a minute. <laughs> Jack, and then you say, you you got an opportunity. I knew it was coming. Drama. You, yeah. What's that? Uh, Jack Lemon. I knew he was coming. Yeah, I got. I almost want to put. I should have put that on today for the show. Anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So anyways, what you do, though, is you pull it out of your trunk, you walk out, you roll out the red carpet, you put the stanchions on, you give them the soul sign, and like, now we're ready. Yeah. And it's a hit. People yeah. around the neighborhood come start looking at you. See, the thing is, we want to hide in life, and that that's why you need to be confident, because you have to be willing to be seen. If you're willing to be seen, you're going to get judged. Yes. Uh, you're going to yeah. be disliked. So that's why we get stuck hiding. Yeah. And, and in Alberta, 
the agents, correct me if I'm wrong here, Ben, uh, the agents are the ones that are responsible for that, that exchange of keys, correct? Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Ontario has the best, best uh, way to win because, yeah, we go get keys as agents here. In Ontario, when I'm there, they're like, we don't get keys. I'm like, oh, oh what's yeah, an you advantage? Do. Yeah, yeah. It's go, go get the keys exactly. and just educate your client. I'm like, no, I, I I do a walkthrough every time. I got, I'll go get your keys. Yeah, now, like that's why Ontario that is, is like brilliant. crying for this. Yeah, exactly. And and that I'm glad you brought that up. You went right to where I wanted to go. Why well, you said it? And I was like, oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So we just have uh, a few more minutes here, and uh, people have been our our questions aren't working properly, so they've been sending me some questions here on my phone and so forth. Um, sure. So. You know, talk, we, we've been talking a lot about uh, your style of coaching and everything like that. Yeah. My, my question around that and some of the questions that have been have come in, how has your coaching changed over the years? Because I, I, I think... It's a fantastic question. Okay, yes. so go with that. I'm going to leave it at that. So you answer that. <laughs> well, I think when you're learning the art of coaching is that when you see... Like, it's almost like... I don't know. Like it's a, almost like if I jumped into a Ferrari right now, I would probably be dangerous. <laughs> And and you learn how to you learn how to drive you learn how to you learn when you mess up and you learn how to I came on too strong and sometimes there's stuff I see I should just leave alone and you just learn the art of human uh, interaction where you're working with someone and you just know how to deal with them empathy is huge I'm very gentle like I'm so big personality but when it comes down to it like when it comes to someone's life it's really really important to to know exactly how to do that. So my coaching has evolved. It's way more clear. I'm, I, I, the, the message is so much more clear. It's build a business, not a job. You can retire in 10 years, keep your clients forever. It's, it's your, like I, the whole messaging has become clear. I think when you're working on a craft and my craft is developing people uh, and developing businesses, you just get really good after a while and you just keep doing it. Just like riding a bike or racing a car. So it's, it's definitely evolved. Like I've had impact now. It's starting to become a little bit more, um, magical in a way i guess or it's like it used to be a little bit more challenging versus now it's a lot more smooth i don't know how to describe it actually that's that's the best thing i can do yeah no that's good and are are there a certain uh personality types that are being attracted to you and your coaching program ben it's a great question as well uh there's i think we attract ourselves yeah in, in life so whenever i have someone coming to my life i just think okay what part of me attracted them that's how i look at it so if they're really, if they got issues, I probably have similar issues like it, or I've, or I've overcome them. And people, people that really understand that looking within and they're part of the issue to their business, they're my favorite clients. There's other people that see me as a rock star and they want me to show them how to make a million dollars in two years. So there's a few different types of people, like people that are like the, the most, the people that learn that personal growth is really important. It's that's the most effective coaching I can do because they're they're into that. But if you're just looking to have a massive amount of money and like obviously my guys, a lot of guys have had that, but that's never the focus. So yeah. and, and you've got a lot going on, too. Like you're not just a, a realtor and a real estate coach and, and a property owner. Like you've got four kids, five kids, five kids, yeah. five, kids. five kids. Yeah. And and yeah. beautiful wife like there's you've got a whole other world that you're responsible for and, you, and yeah. you're leading. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I love it. And I take my took my daughter to Vancouver a few months ago and do a lot of one to one dates. It just you have to know what you want, and then you can say no to things. And then you can also, when you really want something, you want to do a lot of things. You want to know how to get execute really well. Overcommit. Okay, back and you'll up. find you'll find time to crush it, so you can be with your family. So I'll wake up at five to seven and crush it. People think I'm nuts, but yeah, I have to have five kids. Well, you got to do those things if you if you want to do that, and it's very motivating. 
I love that. Well, and what you, you just dropped a huge nugget there that people that's will probably just overlook. Did you catch it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know what you want so you can say no to those say things. No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. Uh, it's funny because we both looked at each other yeah. at the same time. It's like, yeah, that was golden. <laughs> that's the right one. There. <laughs> that's it. Now, um, what does success look like to you? Um, peace of mind. Um, get to be creative all the time, and I get to be with my wife and kids. Okay. And, and living an adventurous life. So I feel I'm successful. I'm already there. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've, I've arrived. I just want you to know that. I've arrived. Now I'm living oh, yeah. and just have fun. Yeah. I've already made it. Like I've got, like I've, I almost lost my wife in a divorce and my kids used to not like me at all. I want a new daddy and I've developed into a person that I really like, like really like, and, and, and my wife is really into me. My kids are into me. I, I get to impact people's lives on an everyday basis, on a real life, connecting husbands and wives back together, helping people connect their businesses, the alignment, like there's just nothing like it. And so what else more do I need? And I'm on bonus time. Listen, th this is, you've been dropping some, some real knowledge here, uh, some real nuggets. Uh, I hope our listeners are, are really picking up what is being said here because, like, I've taken away so much already from this conversation, right? Yeah. Uh, and some of it are reminders, and some of it is like, okay, I like that. I'm going to change that, right? So, beauty, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we've had a long discussion here about, you know, how you're helping people, how you're growing people, and, uh, and which has been impactful to us. And, and, and I know to our listeners, the people that are going to be uh, tuning in later to, to watch or listen to this. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've got going on. You, you've touched on it briefly, but our, your coaching program, like you and I have connected on, on social media a lot through, through, through yeah. Facebook and, and just the value add that you're bringing there. You've got your own podcast. Tell us a little bit about that and... and the floor is yours, my friend. Go with it on that. Sure. Yeah. So first of all, the one that's closest to my heart gets filled very fast. It's you can go to businessfromwithin.com. It's the first time I've ever even marketed it. It's always been an invite secret kind of program for the last few years. I take, you know, ten to twenty real estate agents on every year. I become kind of like CEO, marketing coach, and life coach, and I get right into their world. One-to-one -one coachings. We go on two very cool retreats somewhere in the world. And uh, we have an amazing group. And so that's that's the kind of the that's that's the one that's the most fulfilling and and I get right in. Obviously, I can't I can't scale that. So that's just a certain amount of people, a certain fit. It's application only that can do that. The other one is the one that is scalable, the one that I would I think every real estate agent should do this. To be honest, it's uh, it's only one hundred ninety nine bucks a month. It's every single one of one of my strategies. It's all the personal growth stuff. It's a private podcast you get access to. There's over 70 episodes all topic by topic, how everything that I know is in there. We do a once a month coaching call where we can go to groups. You can go right to me. There's an amazing Facebook group that you can actually ask questions directly to me. So it's the kind of the more inexpensive way to get to me. But then the other thing is the From Within podcast. That is a real expression of who I am. That's the, that's really about uh, what, what people overcome. Like what do you have to overcome to to be successful? Like what do you have to overcome personally? I interview some amazing guests, uh, relationship coach, Tucker Max, Phillips on there, Philip McKernan. Cameron Harrell, and even even a homeschooling mom, and I've actually interviewed my daughter. And if you can listen to an amazing uh, podcast, it's my daughter and I have a conversation. It just blows me away. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of real estate stuff here and scattered through that too. So that's kind of what I'm up to. Those are the three three things. Obviously, if anyone needs to send referrals to my real estate team, 
that was always good too because that's out of Edmonton. <laughs> that's always so. good too. <laughs> I always forget that one. Know, and, right? and my team, I'm like, dude, I could get you some business maybe. I always forget the, the I forget I have a I have a real estate team that's got like <laughs> pretty full operations going on. So I forget sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Well, that knows you're living. That's one one check mark to know that you're living your 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 full life, right? Uh, that's operating over here while you can do what matters uh, most to you here in this world too. Now you're you're on your journey and you you're very successful in what you're doing. How can we help you? How can you help me? Um, I don't know. I've really I think it's to be honest with you. It's been something I've been thinking about. Is I don't ever ask for help. I'm very independent, uh, and it's a to be really honest. I've been looking at my own personal growth and wondering about how I don't ask people for help. And I don't, and I kind of just, I realize I've been burnt and hurt in my life. And I realize I've become very, very um, close. Like I'll just do it myself. And it's been a superpower in a sense, but it's got a shadow side. I've just started to discover over the last few, few weeks. And so when you ask that question, it's different for me today than it would have been a month ago. I'll be like, oh, I don't know how you can help. I'm good. Like, I, I'm not sure how, how you can help. Like I, I, I have ambitions to promote my, my, my real estate stuff. And I love the fact that I'm on this podcast and you give me that platform. So I'm just learning on how to ask for help. It's a struggle for me, to be honest. It's way more than I thought. If you would ask me a month ago, I'd be like, oh, no, I can ask for help. But I'm realizing more and more how independent I am and, and how closed I am to help. So that's just, I don't know how to ask for help, but I'm just going to be honest on where I'm at personally. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, my brother, that that will stay. That invitation is out there. So you can reach out to us at any point. You We're connected on social so reach out at, to any one of us at any point, anything that we can do to help you personally, help you in your business, because uh, we become stronger by the people we help around us. I, I personally believe I were to help everyone around me achieve their goals, I'm going to get to my goals, right? Okay. And I know that is something okay. Gary truly believes in as well. We are yeah. at the top of the, we're at the bottom of the hour here. Um, it's funny how time flies when you're having fun. But uh, just wanted to remind everyone that, you know, we, it's, it was just so much knowledge here. And this is one pod podcast that I'm anxious to go listen to again. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this one in, on my drive to work or from work. And if you want, I can uh, take the episode and put it onto my podcast too. You can, if you guys want to do that as well. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how you'll help us. There you go. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. There love to. Go. That'd be great. I'll uh, put your logos and everything on the cover and everything. All right. You're a good man, Ben Osprell. Listen, uh, we really appreciate this time and you pouring into uh, our audience's lives and uh, continue to knock it out of the park. And, and I know uh, the people that you are connecting with, uh, they are blessed to, to have you in their lives. And uh, this has been a really cool hour. Uh, our podcast is you know, coming to an end, but that doesn't mean it stops there. Continue to ask questions on social because I know Ben will be monitoring what's going on. And if sure. you want to reach out to him, do. I, 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 I encourage you to do that. And uh, so, Ben, appreciate this hour. And uh, all the best. We'll, uh, we'll see you out in the, in the real world there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And online. That's great. That's Thanks right. so much. I, I mean that. Thank you very much. I don't take this for granted. Thank you so much. You're welcome, my brother. Cool. Take it easy. Cool. Signing yeah, off for now. Bye now.